0: Welcome to Witchcraft Made Science, a future-based podcast where we'll be discussing the witch as an age-old stereotype as well as a new feminist icon, making space for the spiritual, the scientific and the sceptical aspects of witchcraft, all seen from an artistic lens. In this podcast, we'll talk to a great selection of artists about how they define witchcraft, How the figure of the witch comes forward in their work, and sometimes even how magic and science can be intertwined. This episode we will talk to Nella Piantek. And I'm a researcher, designer, and cyber witch.
1: I often refer to myself as an anthropological feature designer as well, as I'm interested in exploring the systems of human interaction with um, everyday digital technologies as well as anthropological futures and socio-technical imaginaries. So, um, most of my work is concerned with the themes of faith, affect,
0: impermanence and also the infinite search for self. Um, What is your definition of witchcraft and, and cyber witchcraft in particular? Um, I think the definition of witchcraft,
1: um, it's quite complex and it's an evolving term. I feel like it has changed with the progression of time and with the people that have engaged with it. So nowadays witchcraft is a very self-conscious act of resistance and subversion. However, if we think back to, for example, 16th century Europe, which did not have this uh, self-resistance, self-empowerment and this self-reflexive position and instead was disciplined and violated by the patriarchy. So I think many traditional definitions of witchcraft will claim that it is the use of magic to influence certain events. However, if I were to define witchcraft and what is to me in this current day and age, I would say it's the art and practice of manifesting our hopes and dreams whether that's reclaiming the body or land whether that's influencing certain events or encouraging healing and i think that's why i find the practice so interesting because it gives designers these insights into the the emerging values across society so If we're talking about cyber witchcraft or digital witchcraft, I would say it's an ascendant of this traditional witchcraft that uses technology and social media as this magic medium for connection, for healing, resistance, and myth-making.
0: Your recent work into the ethereal deals with cyber witchcraft, among other things. Can, Can you talk us through this project?
1: Yeah, so Into the Ethereal is an interactive fiction placed um, in a post-internet future where servers of smaller social platforms, such as Tumblr, are shut down as a result of an oligopoly of larger platforms. So this causes certain um, causes archives of certain marginalized online communities to then become wiped out. So in this experience, you enter an archive located within a haunted file system, which is left behind by a cyber cyber witch. So here you're able to explore different rituals that provide a glimpse into the possible radical futures and a new experience that could emerge if human attitudes and views towards digital technology was a bit more spiritual, sensual, and emotional. So the work was very much inspired by um, practices of Tumblr witchcraft. And it plays with the language and the semiology of information and communication technology, such as the file system, uh, the data storage, or social networks.
0: And I was wondering how exactly, for instance, are the rituals shown... Uh, common practice uh, and and what is the common practice of cyber witchcraft? And uh, uh, for example, are emoji spells really used uh, in cyber witchcraft?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm into the theory was largely influenced by cyber witchcraft in spaces of. For example, Twitter, Instagram, but most importantly, it was Tumblr. So before creating this work, I have done a bit of primary research into these social spaces and observed how these practices differ on different platforms. So for example, on Reddit, we can find our slash witches versus the patriarchy. On Instagram, we can access tips from hashtag witches of Instagram. Um, but Tumblr has this multitude of different classifications of witchcraft. Um did whether that's digital witchcraft, technical, techno witchcraft. Um, and I found that extremely interesting, um, and it was very influential in my work. So, yeah, indeed, like emoji spells are actually used in Tumblr witchcraft. The ones that I've used in my um, in in my work are a little bit different because they focus particularly um, on digital technology and our relationship with it. However, um, it was largely influenced by existing practices and not only emoji spells, also the creation of digital sigils or the spell jars are very popular as well in Tumblr witchcraft. Um, but then there's rituals in, into the ethereal, such as sonic magic or iPhone purification, and those were entirely created by myself as I wanted to extend this sort of digital witchcraft as a non-conforming, non-conforming approach to digital technologies and kind of create almost futuristic practices of um, of cyber witchcraft.
0: Uh, why did you choose to make this work interactive?
1: Um, so I wanted my audience to kind of place themselves in the scenario and directly experience the work as this sort of anthropologist, a detective that finds this curated but abandoned world and enters, enters into a dialogue with the cyber witch. So I wanted to use a familiar digital material such as the file system in a quite unconventional and unfamiliar way to make the participant feel like they're entering a stranger's house, not knowing where to go at first, not knowing what they can touch or what they can particularly do. And I think that this made the work a little bit more devoted to the narrative of finding this sort of sign of the past um, in a place that's not very familiar, where maybe you shouldn't be in the first place. And I think it was a little bit, this way was a little bit more accurate to the course of actions that would then follow in such a narrative. Um, And I think it also made the work a little bit more exciting to kind of become this um, detective and alien anthropologist rummaging through these different um, um, derelict um, files that are haunted
0: and you don't really know how they're going to react to you. Mm-hmm. Could you explain what your vision is on our relationship with technology now, and why it is important to change that? Often, when we refer to our interactions
1: with technology, we use we we say we use technology to obtain something or to achieve a desired action. And I think with this term of using technology, we often forget the sort of meanings and relationships that we attach and curate with technology Um, whether that's like the dependency we are beginning to feel how we leave imprints of ourselves onto technology or how it facilitates emotive and self-expression so instead when we use technology we focus on the capitalistic values of it it becomes an exploitative relationship focusing solely on what we can gain from it so by showcasing and imagining new ways of interactions or interacting with technology I intend to inspire a more effective emotional and sensuous view of technology rather this sort of capitalistic value of using and finding um, better better means to extend one's desires
0: than one's body. I, I now want to discuss your uh, your video essay uh, and performance, Control Art to Reflesh, mm-hmm. which is a ritual, but also a funeral for an entity. Uh, like we just said, an ent- entity close to us, uh, digital technology, and specifically our electronic devices, could you describe the the performance and essay, and maybe also focus on how technology is flesh?
2: We <sighs> must get lost within all these wires. Some resembling cut off limbs. Simply left to rot. Some become replaceable, while others, under the influence, morph into tentacles that crawl outwards, expanding rapidly like a new type of root that overgrows its predecessor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really like how you say it's a funeral for an entity close to us. I think that's that's a really nice way to phrase it. And that's definitely what the cyber witch feels during the performance. Um, So yeah, the performance is a speculative auto-ethnographic ritual um, where we see a cyber witch reflecting on her entanglement with digital technology. She mourns the implications of this enmeshment and rejects the techno consumptive view of society through self destruction at the end um, of the performance. Control, Art to Reflesh takes you through this story, uh, starting from birth and ending at this death, as an individual undergoes a realization that humans in nature have always or have already been made cyborgian. By this exploitative longing to transcend corporeality. So, this work explores the affective and emo- emotional relationship between a human and a digital technology and acts as a cry to see technology as flesh. So, it is a monologue spoken by a cyber witch and addressed at first what we think is an unidentified entity. However, upon closer analysis, the viewer might realize that the woman is actually speaking to the earth underneath her and the technology surrounding her. She likens her own body, her flesh, with nature and technology. Um, And she's hoping to transgress the meaning of what flesh is. As to her, it doesn't stop at the human body. Flesh is the raw material that composes a living or a functioning material. So the realiza- this realization that human bodies, nature and technology share the same elements and natural cycles of decay brings her then to question what really flesh is and does technology then become flesh in that in that way?
0: In the performance, you mentioned things as glitch, error, and haunting. And even though these words might have uh, negative connotations, um, they were liberating. Can you Mm -hmm. explain?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think in this part of the work, you can kind of tell my... You can see my inspiration from Glitch Feminism and Legacy Russell's work. It becomes a little bit more apparent. and. It is true. Um, The glitch, the error, the haunting are all concepts that bring to mind negative connotations. However, what the glitch, the virus and the error does, it corrupts, it breaks, it works against capitalism, the functioning machine um, and its productivity. And by, um, by finding the glitch and error and haunting as liberating, as a cyber witch, I'm actively rejecting the systems that perpetuate capitalism. I often say that I see myself as an error or haunting in the narration. And i say so because with my action and words, I want to defy the values and actions of capitalism, that being extractivism or for example, exploitation of land and its people. Therefore, as I'm an error, I actively work against capitalism. And as a haunting, I intend to haunt its determinist futures um, and bring back the values um, of of the cyber witch, of environmentalism, of feminism, and kind of haunt this capitalism, to kind of shake it a little bit. So you can remember that, look, there's these people here that are hoping for a better future and we will not stop haunting you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, you call yourself a cyber feminist flaneur during the ritual. What's your definition of, of cyber feminism and how does that relate to being a flaneur? Mm-hmm. So, um, the figure of the
1: flaneur often re-emerges in my work. Um, the flaneur is this sort of connoisseur of the streets. He's very central to my investigation um, as he's absorbed by the experience of being in the city and using that experience to reflect on the self and the environment. So in my practice, I reclaim this previously patriarchal figure as a cyber feminist figuration, which allows me to articulate this kind of being, this movement, this slippage through digital systems as the flanour originally as a f- historical figure was always a part of and apart from society. And I find that very interesting, especially if you think about cyber feminist practice as well. Um, so the cyber feminist is self-aware of being a part of a system, yet passes through it with um, a practice of critique to discuss the experience of being part of that system. This, I believe this figure contributes to the practice of femi- cyber feminism because cyber feminism examines the relationships within cyberspace te- between a technology and the internet, um, and also, also the body and
0: the female within that space. Uh, many modern witches seem, seem to use crystals in their practice, like rose quartz. You mentioned the minerals of our devices. Uh, born from the ground coming from all around the world and I see uh, kind of see a resemblance with the relevance which you see in crystals Uh, since the mining of minerals and of these crystals of course has an impact on our climate and on uh, laborers, mainly in the global south. I was wondering if we could change our relationship not only to our devices but also to the components of our devices seen from the lens of witchcraft. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah that's a very good observation Um, and honestly a very interesting correlation that you bring up. Um, I'm very happy to hear that also. (laughs) I must confess that uh, I have been thinking about a part two or maybe an offspring that of this project that would focus on, more on the components of our des- of devices and the extractions of these raw materials, their journeys and also the exploitation that happens um, of them and their people, too. and so. In the in the work, I already mentioned, like you said, some of the raw materials that make up our iPhones, for example, the aluminum from India or lithium and copper from Chile, etc. So by mentioning this, I wanted my audience to realize that we become almost colonizers of Earth's materials by simply gaining ownership of our digital devices. But I think that more can be done in this topic and I would like to see it further explored, especially through the lens of witchcraft. I think that that would be very interesting and it would
0: very much work as well with the project. So, yeah. (laughs) Witchcraft seemed to have made a comeback, like you said in the beginning of our interview, at least also in our field of work. But also in the mainstream, um, with a lot of series and films and um, uh, where the witch has an important role. Do you have an explanation of why that is? Yeah.
1: um, Well, I've seen an influx of news materials now trying to understand the influx of cyber, uh, which is influence, which is influencer, which is women practicing and reintroducing or rethinking the ancient craft. So both of my projects kind of respond to this current proliferation in social media spaces because I believe that this suggests a desire for new ways of creating connection Uh, finding existential meaning, and perhaps most importantly, self-care. Thus, I think many young people are um, self-identifying as witches. Um, And I think that might be because um, Wiccan beliefs or maybe pop culture variations of witchcraft are often seen as affiliated or um, compatible with varieties of feminism, environmentalism, or queer culture, for example. So thus, some communities may see witchcraft as a means of self-empowerment, a way of regaining agency and control of their lives and influencing the world around them um, as perhaps maybe a means of resistance or spreading ways of healing and positive positive thoughts and hopes for preferable futures. Well,
0: thank you. Now we have a surprise question from a (laughs) fan online. Since we understand online communication to be so
1: vapid and impermanent, how do you see the endurance or stickiness of digital crafted spells? That's very interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of these digital spells... They're created to change that is maybe a little bit more rooted in the presence. So they're very transient in nature, I find. Um, And it's very interesting to look back on them to then see what what were the hopes um, and what were the wishes of these people back in the day Um, as digital remnants is also a very (laughs) interesting way to view them because I feel like there are almost these letters or confessions of of their um, creators Um, and this sort of impermanence of it is also a nice part of it because I don't think everything that is um, placed on, on the internet has to be permanent. And I think witchcraft sort of sees impermanence as something quite beautiful and a lot of tradi- even traditional um, rituals. And I think we just have to come to terms with it and see that as just being maybe part of the practice um, and bringing in this sort of digital aspect to it, the impermanence of the digital space.
0: Well, thank you. and um, I think she will be really glad with this answer. <laughs> um, i <I'm very> glad. <laughs> well, thank you very much for this. I really enjoyed your your answers, and and like I said, um, we can talk for hours on this. I think mm-hmm. um, true.
2: <laughs> Is there only one kind of touch, you know, consumptive, greedy, impassive, perhaps? It is not you that is cold, hard, or artificial,
0: but so is rather our condition,
2: a predisposition to
0: you. Thank you so much, and thanks to all for listening to Witchcraft Made Science.